Are you ready? Okay, Smokey. Roll him. <laughs> That's silly. Shoot him now! Shoot him now! I am not an animal. And I'm Jordan Schmidt. Okay, so the mistake here is that we've begun leaving our cameras on while we record. And so now I've been doing my my ridiculously ugly face as as we're beginning to do really like important moments of recording, like the beginning. And so Mark started the music and I just went into my full John Merrick face and went, and then hilarity ensued. And so I, I did a little dance to the theme. It was great. Now that we're beginning to to toy with more video usages of of, of all of this, you maybe maybe you'll see it. I don't know, um, but yeah, okay. Today we are beginning to round up the um, the little mini unit we have on forties Daffy and forty shorts in general, and we're we're beginning to come back to Earth because this is a a trio of, of Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd shorts. Um, there are forties and then there's, there's one fifties in there as we're beginning to segue back into the, the usual cluster of fifties stuff we end up doing. But yeah, this is Daffy and Elmer, uh, a very interesting and underrated, uh, pair up that they at least did a bunch of times. Yes. So the shorts we're covering today are to duck or not to duck. What makes Daffy duck and quack shot. Yeah. And and also, just to make sure that, like, you know, we're not always just doing Jones stuff, we are venturing back into the world of McKimson and the world of Art Davis, and we'll yeah. see how well either of those go. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's proof that anybody can make a Daffy Duck short, and anybody can make a, an Elmer Fudd short, especially. Elmer Fudd, even though Chuck Jones would use him more often, could be used by pretty much anybody, even if Fred Freeling didn't like him after a while. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting to have this pair up over the course of, like, 10, 11 years of, of, of these shorts. So, so yeah. All right. So the first short we're going to cover here is To Duck or Not To Duck. Came out on March 6th, 1943. Guards were having on that day. A war was going on. Yeah. You know, World War II stuff. Uh, the short was directed by Chuck Jones, ran by Ted Pierce. It's the only sensible director-writer combo in this whole thing. Right? Um, this is the first cartoon to feature both Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd together, yeah. which makes sense. That's why it's the first one we're covering. And um, this I found a rather odd one, because I guess A Wild Hair was a Merry Melody? Because uh, according to Looney Tunes Wiki, this is the first proper appearance of Elmer Fudd in a Looney Tunes short. Proper? What are your I, provisions there? Proper? Proper? Is a wild hair not fucking proper enough for you? Well, that's pretty fucking mm-hmm. proper. Um, and the duck referee that's in this short, who has most of the lines, um, is... Uh, supposed to be the same referee from a Tex Avery cartoon, I believe, called Count Me Out. Of course, in that one, he was voiced by Tex Avery, and this one oh. was voiced by Mel Blanc, because Tex Avery was at MGM at this time. Uh, you know, so the passing of the torch to this character that only appeared in two or three cartoons, but it's an important piece of this one. Now, uh, apparently this character showed up in Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries, because of course he did. Oh my- Every one-off character has shown up in Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries. It's kind of, it was kind of their mo. I mean, you gotta love them for that. So our short starts as we see a silhouetted hunter shoot off into the sky. As um, we see Daffy just living his best life, not really caring. And I did like this, where you know he he misses the bullets. He kind of like avoids it. And it hits like the clouds. So there's like this like cloud silhouette cutouts that happen to demonstrate that they missed him, which is very good. I, I like yeah. that. 
Daffy duck shaped holes in the sky. Yeah. So eventually Elmer and his dog like like gets him. And we gotta get a reprise of the joke from I believe uh, Daffy Duck Hunt. Ah. Be careful with that. Now. Yeah. Make sure you don't screw that up. Like you know. <laughs> Oh, it's it's a it's kind of like a reprise. It's whatever. It's like okay, whatever. Messing with the dog. Yeah, you know, the dog has a funny name, right? It's a Laramore. Laramore. Yeah. Laramore. Here's a very easy way to remember it. Laramore listens to Paramore. There you go. Oh yeah, I don't don't blame him. Watches the the Drew Barrymore show. Yeah. Yes. While reading Edgar Allan Poe's poem, The Raven. Yes, exactly. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, eventually Elmer's like, ah, yes, I'm a great sportsman, a fantastic sportsman. I'm awesome. But Daffy like wakes up, he's like, a great sportsman. And it's like all these like noises. It's like, oh, I love that. The speed he moves around in is amazing. A great sportsman. sheepish smile he has when 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 Daffy scoffs at him saying hmm and and Elmer is like a sportsman and Elmer just has this little smile like eh, you know I like that as um Daffy just yells at Elmer to point it's like you know what let's do a fair fight one to one like what do you have you have a gun and a knife and hunting clothes and he just takes all that away from him <laughs> you have all this stuff what do I got nothing I got a bulletproof vest opens up his chest how does that get there? How did that get there? Oof. Um, I love that because it defeats the purpose yeah. of a lot of this cartoon and the conflict if he's got a bulletproof vest and his bravado as well. He knowingly hedges around the well for the purpose of the rest of the conflict of this short. We really don't need to mention this again, but yes, I do have a bulletproof vest. So I should obviously yell at him like, ah, oh, listen to you. Uh, we got to fair fight one on one, you and me. Da, da, da. And as he's doing this, he's walking by <laughs> hills and valleys. As they, as they just walk into a wrestling ring and they just yes. cut and they're surrounded in a wrestling ring with an audience of ducks. It's like he walks them onto a set or something. Like he walks exactly. them right into the main conflict of this cartoon. Like it's already been set up, but ducks are ready to watch. And oh man, just, this is when the real, like, like before this, it was like, okay, just sort of amicable gag energy. And then it just goes right into overdrive. Then we get our referee character. Yes. Who has to introduce Elmer Foggy in the left corner. It's Elf. He just laughs for, I think, a minute straight. <laughs> like, like, like 20 oh seconds or so. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can take it, you know. Oh my God, he's a dog. What's up with this? And from what he said, he's a dog. I thought, oh, is, is Laramore in the ring? <laughs> no, that not Elmer? that kind of dog. No, no, no. Um, like, oh, you're ridiculous. And in the other Kona, <laughs> and this, this I wrote down. This I wrote down. Um, also, I did like how uh, Laramore, because all, all the ducks are like, oh, boo, Elmer. And just Laramore going like, yeah, right. I'll throw shit at him. It's great. No, I love the fact, just the timing of it. Of just hello. <laughs> I want to use that as a reaction clip. That would just aid me. And then just the all the different kind of things that get thrown at Laramore is great. Like again, I was waiting for funny gags, and then all of that happened to crack me up. Yeah. So then the the referee has to introduce Daffy, and I got him right here. Aha. And in this corner. And now. A, a duck, duck who needs, needs no, introduction. no introduction. That, that outstanding exponent of clean sportsmanship. The champion of champions. Your friend and mine. Our own. Our beloved Daffy. Good to his mother. Duck. Which they were used in the big game bug versus Daffy. Yes. <laughs> But at the same time, as the referee says, is he's literally getting into Daffy's lap and <laughs> damn near seducing him. He's in bed with him. He's in bed Pretty with a contestant. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So then we kind of get like the the fight, I guess. 
as sort of. um and referee goes up to to um to Daphne and goes like, okay guys, now listen, there's some things that you can't do. There's some illegal moves that you cannot well, do. Before that, Mark, he has the little move yeah. where he goes, okay, now, boys, fight clean, and then he winks at us. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. brother. Like, again, this is not a very subtle cartoon, but it works. Not at all. And it's like, okay, now listen, you can't do this. Hits Elmer. Or this. Slaps yeah. Elmer. Or that. And he just does all of this. And what I, I love, what really helps with this gag is the sound design. Because it's not just right. a hit sound. It's like, a bell going off or a whistle or something. It's very fun, very cartoony sound design, which I really appreciate. No rough stuff. None of this. Or this. Or this. Or like so. Or this. Or this. Or this. You understand? Yeah, you mean uh, none of this? Or this? Or like so? Or this? Or this? Or this? Because the the one issue I have with the short is um, Daffy doesn't do much. Because at the beginning of the cartoon, he's like, oh, uh, fair fight, fair fight. The ref does more damage to Elmer because all Daffy's doing uh, during this part, it's just like he looks over at the the audience and goes, ain't he a dope? Which, yeah, (laughs) that's funny. But also, like, didn't you want to fight him? Like, Yeah, and, and that is one of the few issues that I think is a valid issue to have with this cartoon, is that it sort of sets up a fight that doesn't happen. Like, it, it only barely happens. A lot of it is just gags around the fight, which is very much like, yes, it's a 1940s cartoon where they have so many gags around the convention of a, of a fight that once they actually start fighting, they don't have any gags for that. Um... I think that owing to the actual conflict of, you know, Daffy and, and Elmer and, you know, the Daffy, you know, Elmer wanting to shoot Daffy just for the, on the basis of him being a duck. I think that they have enough in terms of conflict there that, that all the other ducks can pick on him without resorting to the eventual fisticuffs of this boxing match. But I do agree with you that like, Expecting a fight and only getting a little bit of one is yes, that is disappointing. So yeah. So like, you know, okay. And we're going to start round one, which then I, I wrote down here. Wait, round one hasn't even started yet. And then immediately, the, like, within the time of typing that, the referee goes up. The Daffy does. Uh, the Daffy even slam Elmer down? I think the ref slams Elmer down. I, I don't know. But it's just like, one, two, three, out. Yeah. Daffy's the winner. And I, I heard the here. Yeah. Round one hasn't even started yet. Oh, my God. And, and, and it's over. Well, that's the whole thing because of they. They want to, you know, because because the, the whole thing is that Elmer wants a fair fight, and that Daffy, in order to, you know, completely school a, you know, a man on his own turf, doesn't need to fight fair. They can screw with the conventions of things. They can beat him to a pulp even before the fight has even begun, and they can screw things up so that the second he hits the floor, barely on his own even accord, like. The fight's basically over, so I get that. Yeah, so you no, know, the referee claims oh, Daffy's the winner, and Elmer comes in expressing exactly what you said. Like, hey, I don't think this was a very fair fight. You know, I mean, I mean, what you told me not to do this and this and this and this, and he's beating up the ref and Daffy, and then it just ends. And yeah, that's it. because uh, I'm I'm confused as to why that Elmer didn't get one more comeuppance. I think, and and I'll go. I'll we'll come back to this point in, like uh, in the third cartoon we have here. But I think that because it's a Elmer and Daffy cartoon, they feel that Elmer and Daffy both have to get comeuppances because neither are supreme likable enough to withstand that. I guess, like, you know, like oh yes, the Daffy can win a lot of this cartoon, but like he can't completely win at the end. Of, like, but you also want the point to be Elmer to lose. So you know, why does he win a little bit in the end? Yeah. Um, and I, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, I, I felt like this short kind of just went through the motions of what okay. Elite is going to give me. Not bad per se, but it doesn't really, really much of an impact. The main joke of LOL isn't it funny that Elmer's fighting in a rigged game with a bunch of ducks. It, it's not 
as funny as the short thinks it is. It's an all right no. short, but I find it was a bit too talky at times. And the slapstick honestly could have been a little more faster. Right. I think that it's the kind of thing where because there's an expectation of this is what this short is supposed to be, then it becomes, well, why wasn't it like this? And why why didn't the fight, why didn't it actually include more to the fight? Whereas I think that a lot of the gag work in this, especially toward in the middle bit of it, was so strong. And even if it doesn't completely get much of a fight between Elmer and Daffy, it's... It, it still ends up being satisfying because yes, it's not a fair fight, but that's the point. Elmer doesn't really get many chances to get his licks in, but if he did, then it would be a fair fight and therefore Daffy might lose. And if this is a 1940s, early 1940s one where Daffy is sort of in, at the arm of where the gags are going, he needs to win, then I understand why it's like this. I mean, it's not ideal and it does take a bit to get there and it loses a bit of steam and... The ending is not exactly what I want to do, but I under, but the the middle of this where the gags are flying and where everything's clicking, that I think is is able to withstand some of its foibles for me. Um, I think they could have gone further, but I, I yeah. I I just feel they could have given the jokes the ref had a bit more to Daffy. Yeah, I, I feel the ref took up a little bit too much joke real estate in this cartoon and we're not here for the when we're not here for him we're here for Daffy or we're here for Elmer like, like like Elmer doesn't even get that much funny stuff to do in this no he's kind of just there and right. Elmer's Elmer has possibility of doing jokes in, in in shorts but it's very much a okay I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way you replace Elmer with Porgy yeah same short Pretty much. Okay. That's my humble opinion. And like, yeah. If it's, if it's a type of short, with the way it's forming and the way the jokes are landing, where you could replace with Porky, and honestly, like, Porky gets mad. You know, when Porky gets mad, it's funny. So, so if Porky were to get upset, that would be a little bit more funnier, I think, than Elmer just being like, hey, wait a minute, our laws. I actually and, agree with you that if they had actually gotten Porky as... And as the Elmer plays, it might be a little bit funnier. Yeah. But as, but it, as is, it is, I, I, you know, again, we're playing the what if game again. And as it is, I still think this has enough promise and enough like good stuff in the middle of it to withstand some of the problems that I have with it and, and that you have. With it. Oh, I, I'm, I'm a little harsh here. I'm going to give this short a 2.5 out of 5 vandals. Yes, that is pretty harsh. I'm giving it a 3.5 out of 5. It, it went down a bit as I was talking about it when I was like, okay, it really is just the middle bit of this that's good. But I still think that's enough to not completely like pick it apart. I think that a lot works in this. And, you know, that, that shouldn't be ignored. Okay. On to one that I think we both enjoy. What Makes Daffy Duck is our next one. It came out on February 14th, 1948. Valentine's Day, 1948. Two pretty cool on the... Okay, one pretty cool on this day and one more uh, passe one. The, the passe one I'll do first. Uh, Pat O'Brien, I literally wrote as my, um, as my description here, skeevy CBS News anchor um, born on this day. Wait. He, he did, yeah, yeah. Pat O'Brien, the insider. Yeah, that guy. That Pat O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that left all those voicemails, those drunk voicemails to women. Oh, my him. God. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pat O'Brien. Yeah, he was born Scooby on that Doom day. Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed cameo. Paddle oh, shit, Bra he was in that. Wow, all right. Yeah. yeah. In a while. Corey Mystery Inc. Yeah, I remember that. It was 2004, man. Insider. They were legitimate. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, other, the other on this day, um, birthday, is a lot cooler. Ray Teller of Penn and Teller. Oh, shit. Okay. Born on that day. Yeah. Very awesome. Ray uh, Teller is is famous for his his inspiring quote that um, that really uh, brings a tear to my eye whenever I think about it, which is the following: Yeah, you know, again, like if you need to write that down, put that on your wall. Um, yes, such a way with words. He really does. Yeah, uh, it, it's funny because, and again, this is the upteenth one that I bring it back to Celebrity Apprentice because uh, Penn Jillette would do multiple seasons of Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, he would come very close to winning one and should have won one, 
but he would do some tasks and he would he would call teller and yeah. he would get teller in on it and there was one time where like they were able to like you know have teller on speakerphone and sort of ruin the the guys that yes teller can speak <laughs> he just chooses not to on stage he, anybody who's watched The Big Bang Theory knows this because he plays Amy Farrah Fowler's father and he speaks in that. So, but yeah, very, very talented uh, uh, magician foil and very funny in his own rights, even if he is most well-known as being the, uh, the foil of Penn Jillette. Uh, also on that day, um, baseball player Mordecai Three Finger Brown died. I'm going to keep this short because I know you love me droning, out, droning on about baseball. His whole thing is that he had a mangled... Um, pitching hand and only had three fingers on it and still was an amazing MLB pitcher. And I think he was on Mr. Burns's um, list of projected people he wanted on the isotopes until he realized they were all dead. So, why can't we get Mordecai three finger brown? Sir. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, um, it, it was too graphic, never mind, but how did he get three fingers? I think what what happened was, and I'm, I'm googling this now to make sure, but I think he had like a like a, a an accident, yeah, something like involving that, uh, yeah, due to a farm machinery accident in his youth. Uh, Brown lost parts of two fingers on his right hand, and that actually helped him uh, throw a killer curveball. So, yeah, he had some mangled fingers, and that and he used that to his advantage. Uh, you don't really see that in baseball anymore. Okay, no. uh, what makes Daffy Duck? Arthur Davis directed this. It was written by Lloyd Turner and William Scott. Hmm. William Scott. That William Scott, Mark. Oh, yeah. This guy, we after doing him. a little bit of... I think we did. Yeah, he, he, he would only do one or two, like... Like, he'd be in the Arthur Davis unit. Are we bugs, um, right? I think he did write Bowery Bugs. Yeah, he yeah. was one of the main writers of... The Davis unit, the the very short-lived Davis unit. Um, and from that, he would do some stuff with UPA, and then eventually he would meet Jay Ward. And from there, he would be a writer and voice actor with a lot of Jay Ward productions. He would be the voice of Bullwinkle, be the voice of George of the Jungle. Um, and also, and this is, this is very funny, I, um, uh, William Scott would have a live-action role on a show called The Duck Factory, which means we have a literal connection from Looney Tunes to Jim Carrey. Um, but yeah, uh, this is an Arthur Davis film featuring Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd and also a, uh, a fox, because sure. Can I actually point out my, my favorite thing about the opening titles of this? The short's yes. called What Makes Daffy Duck, and we get right on top, Daffy Duck in! I was like, oh, thank you. I, I never would have known. If, from the makers of, of, um, of Porky Pig and Daffy Duck. Hunt. We get Daffy yes. Duck and From the makers yeah. of, of Bugs Bunny and the Bugs Bunny uh, Roadrunner movie, or you know, or from the makers of the Muppets, uh, Jim Henson's The Muppets and Spy Muppets License to Croak. Um, <laughs> watch the earlies. Um, uh, <laughs> it's getting blatant, but still. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's very clearly. It's good that Daffy would get like Daffy Duck in the, what makes Daffy Duck cartoons in this era because. This would be the kind of thing he'd, he'd get mad at Bugs over for having Bugs Bunny in this. And he's like, where's my name on the marquee? Well, here it is, Daffy. Um, okay, getting into it. I love how the cartoon begins with Daffy panting behind a tree, <laughs> seeing us and going, oh, it's you. Like, I like that he trusts like the audience that. in this area. I like that. Yeah. And he explains to us what's going on. He says, uh, you know, you see, it's, it, and he's, he's being, I love the way he says it, you know, see, it's, it's duck season, and uh, confidentially, I'm a duck. Like, stating the obvious is funny, and he's not like, he's not doing the whole, you know, confidentially, I am a wabbit. Like, he's like, you know, I'm, and by the way, you know, I'm, I'm a duck. Like, he's, <laughs> as if it's not obvious. I like that. Um, the timing, because um, the whole thing is, it's, it's you know, who's going to get Daffy? All these hunters and things. And, it, and the two main candidates are, Elmer Fudd and a fox. And the whole thing is that Daffy is um, in the shower, which he fashions out of nowhere, almost like a almost like a Bugs Bunny kind of thing where he just made, he hides behind a tree and it turns into a shower. And um, we have Elmer and the fox both on either sides of it making a grab at Daffy as he's singing King for a Day. And the way he does it where he exits the shower as they both reach in 
and the two of them realize they've grabbed each other. And so you have Elmer in this box with like, with, with holding hands, essentially, just hands interlocked and just look at each other going, uh-huh. hmm. that's good. Now, so as we explain the sort of stakes where basically Daffy is making a competition between Elmer and the fox as to who get him, you know, the first to bring me to that tree wins. And as he's oh doing this, I, I love, by the way, the, the animation throughout this is really good. But I especially love uh-huh. Daffy's, Daffy's animation. Like, okay, first one, he's so a, a very fluid, very, very yes. alive. Like it, it's, it's, yeah. it has an energy that was sorely lacking in the last cartoon and frankly the, the, the next cartoon in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I, just, I have a whole yeah, point just, prepared about the next cartoon in relation to this one. Um, but uh, yeah, no, means, uh, can you go ahead? <laughs> no, no, I'll get to it in the, in the next one. But like, I do have I, the thing about this movement is that it's again, it's animated movement, even when he's just explaining normal things that wouldn't involve animated movements. And I owe this immediately to Arthur Davis's direction. We're clearly in the late 40s, and then at the same time, Arthur Davis is affixing this with a very early 40s movement ment- mentality, and like, you know, it's it, it, it's flowing like that even if it's very much like you know things are firming up things are becoming more stagnant in terms of how animation works and he's still making sure it flies everywhere and the death he's just going all over the place even when he's just doing normally stagnant stagnant things so i like how immediately this entire thing that you think the cartoon is going to be is foiled immediately when elmer goes off uh to the tree and the fox does and the fox begin to carry the away and I love Daffy. Oh, my God. Okay. Like, <laughs> Elmer! Elmer! You've been deceived! Swindled! Hoaxed! You've been framed! Slim slammed! I'm your duck, Elmer! A tasty morsel fit for a king! Don't let this moron have me! Okay. I've never heard Daffy... Whatever I'm wrong. Has Daffy ever said Elmer's name before? I have to rewatch Duck Rabbit Duck. I'm not sure. Cause it was so it's so weird hearing hearing Daffy say Elmer. It's like you just like like usually it's like a name called at Elmer or something. It's never just Elmer. Elmer Fudd. I need your help. It's like oh okay. It's like the moment in What's Up Doc where where Elmer randomly goes Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like that. Instead of just going really? well, that's the Wabbit, you know. They rarely ever acknowledge acknowledge their actual names in these shorts when they do. It's, the only uh, one that really does that is Wiley Coyote, super genius. So, yeah, true. But yeah, no, it's 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 the way this is moving, and then the whole thing is that Daffy is greasing underneath the um, the the fox, and I love the timing of Elmer avoiding the grease coming up the hill and then coming oh down with gosh. the gun pointed at the fox as the fox slides down. That's perfect, and just how quick. We go through the gag of the fox running into the tree and landing off of it with the imprint still in the tree. That's great. Now we have a, a talkier bit with Elmer where Elmer is like, and, and, and Daffy sort of has to explain some of the, the misery of being hunted. Everybody's trying to be his enemy, apparently. Um, I'm not proud. Um, and again, but him, he's flopping all over the place, you know, well animated very much, but we're slowly getting into the greedier, more manipulative Daffy that still obviously has the energy of his ninth early 40s self. So it's a weird mix that honestly really works the way that all involved parties are playing this. Yeah, I love um, just the animation of, of Daffy as he turns into the plane and goes, yes. oh, and then they, and then they get you. And like to demonstrate like flames and then his arms go on fire as he flies down. Yeah. It's very nicely done. Yeah, this, this animation team is underrated. I think definitely. I mean, as as we definitely saw in Bowery Bucks, they can do a lot of things that most people just don't talk about. And I also love the timing of because he sort of you know beat, beats Elmer around a little bit. And I love the t- timing of Daffy running off. Elmer's about to fall, and then Daffy comes back to prop him up for like another second before <laughs> fleeing again. <laughs> then he finally falls. What's weird is that this cartoon doesn't really have a lot of pure gags. It's really just a lot of things that happen in ways they happen. And it's very sequential. But there is a definite gag in how Elmer dresses up as a lady duck to woo Daffy, which is un- one might say uncharacteristic, 
But at the same time, I think it works. That's the kind of thing that he might try and do. And it's very <laughs> clever because, you know, Daffy is really wooing the fake duck and, and even throwing in, you know, I can get you a screen I, test with Warner Brothers. My favorite thing about this is just, you know, Arthur Q. Bryan, he was only Elmer for not that long of a time. But I love that there's audio of Arthur Q. Bryan as Elmer saying, Oh, I love that. It's just so uh, silly. It's Arthur so Q. Bryan trying to do an impression of a lady duck while trying to be sexually alluring to Daffy. And Arthur goes, okay, I got it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I also love, you know, as Daffy uh, runs away from Elmer to go get something, because he sees the ruse pretty easily. Uh, as, as he gets away from Elmer, the fox is still exactly where he was by the tree. <laughs> The way things end up is that Daffy's able to manipulate both of them, and because he, he basically says, "Oh, there's another duck over there," and he he sends the the fox after Elmer, and <laughs> then they basically start quarreling with each other again. I love the shot of the fake duck running as Elmer from inside of it with the gun sticking out goes slightly muffled. I'll get you, you crazy character! I love that, as well as the shot of. Of Elmer getting like the being yanked out of it and getting just looking at us and looking at us stuck in his boot, <laughs> just his entire body stuck in a boot, just his head sticking out. Oh, we've all had those days. Yeah, has this ever happened to you? <laughs> oh man! And um, I love Davy's like, oh, you imbecile! I got you, got you. As the fox. Strangles Daffy's throat and Daffy goes, Something's wrong with my throat. I must have laryngitis. Yes, I like that. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, eventually, you know, Elmer yeah. and the fox get into a, 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 a fight. Daffy's like, Oh, get him, get him. I love how, how, like, we see them on the ground. Yes, I love they're not that. fighting. They and just, they just cut to Daffy and their stars like and giant smoke, smoke from pile and with their heads popping out of it occasionally. It's it's really fun. And this is a I think this is when Daffy uh, dresses up as the dog gaming warden and announces it's fox season. Then gets a horse for Elmer. <laughs> Complete. Yes. <laughs> Get him a horse. Get him a horse. <laughs> And also, also, just a, a little detail I noticed is that Elmer yes. then puts on a darker brown hat to symbolize, like, the fall, I guess. I need a different like, fox, oh, season. fox season. Fox season. my cap. fox season hat. And he just goes full Run and then R2. gets on the horse and goes after the, the fox yelling, Towie ho! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then Daffy reveals that he's, uh, that he's been the, the dog gaming warden. So Daffy wins this one, thank God. Sam. Um, the energy yeah. of this cartoon is insane. It's oh trying to do God. early 40s insanity, but with the late 40s versions of these characters. And I yes. think it works. Yes. I love how this one moves. I love how fluid everything is. I love how crazy things are flying from one way to oh the my other. God. I love how manipulative Daffy wins out in the end. This is not completely goofy Daffy. This is very much going into the greedy or manipulative Daffy, and I like that that's the character we get here. I like that we have this sort of quarrel between Elmer and the, and the fox as well as both of them with Daffy. I like how much is going on and how much this gets to flow structurally. Um, just a blast, man. Yeah, just lovely animation throughout... Nice, quick gag work. Yes. Elmer actually has a personality in this and does stuff. Um, no, uh, I, I, I guess, like, the only negative thing is, like, oh, the fox is a bit of a standard character, but even he's fun, you know? Yeah. Um, just, like, yeah. I, I, like well, you said. I, mean, yeah. I think it's fine for the Art Davis crew to get, like, um, you know, even, like, lower characters instead of just the name ones, like the the guy from Bowery Bugs or just yeah. this Fox character. It's like, yeah, it can happen. I mean, gags can happen to anybody exactly. if they're, if they look silly. But again, yeah, just the energy in this, that's what really pushed it over the edge for me. It's the animation, the energy in this cartoon that just makes it like five. If, if this was even slowed down a little, 
I feel it, it wouldn't be as effective as a short as uh, this one is. Mm. But this one's great. It's great. Yeah, I, I love this one. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Same. Same. I'm also giving this a 4.5 yeah. out of 5 annuals. Just yeah. a lot of fun. Just so now we ho! Indeed. Indeed. All right. We've had too much fun. We're, we're having too much fun. So, like, why does this keep happening? It's like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Let's talk about McKibson's short arc. Um, now, disclaimer, in my opinion, this one's not that bad, but you do you. Okay. So this is a Quack Shot. Came out on October 30th, 1954. Guards are having on that day. U.S. Defense Department announces elimination of all racially segregated regiments. Yes. The United States, where we can we, we don't we don't care about race as long as you're gonna die for your country. Um so this short was directed by Robert McKimson, written by Phil DeLaura. Yeah. Phil DeLaura, yeah. A new writer has entered the Yeah, a new writer. I, I don't mm, okay. So, fun fact. Thankfully, it's not Bill DeLava. It's very close to that name, ain't it? Just do some research. Wait a minute. He had a brief career as a writer. How about an exploding pineapple? So, a fun fact. Um, This is the final Blue Ribbon reissue. Yes, it is. And because it's one of the last ones, uh, by this point, they, they didn't bother re-editing the title cards again for the opening titles. So this is a reissue that has its original credits. Ain't that nice? Yeah, how about that? Yeah. But, you know, it's just another case of McKimson not wanting to put in the effort. What about that? Like, the second mm-hmm. the title card shows up, and yeah, like, quack shot, and there's Daffy, I'm, I immediately went... Yep, that's McKimson. McKimson's yeah, Daffy yeah. has has a design that I can only call like TV serial mascot Daffy. Yeah, it's a little blockier. I mean, both the designs are a little blockier. I mean, obviously, you know, he didn't use the his, his maybe it's because we've seen more Freeling and and Jones cartoons, but his designs in this era aren't ideal. You know, it feel, it, it feels like a Saturday morning cartoon. And, a little bit, you know. you know. For some people, that's good. For others, eh. so yeah. so what's the short? Well, Elmer is no, he's he's hunting for ducks. He shoots down a duck. He's like, oh, good, he got a a green. I don't know. As Daffy <laughs> just jumps right out of the lake, just yeah. no, no, several reason just jumps down like, oh no, you don't. And then yeah. he puts the duck on the, on the uh, banister of the boat, and I thought he was going to perform CPR on the duck. <laughs> no, that'd be actually silly. We can't have that in a McKimson short. No, he just throws a bunch of bandages on it and puts it out to sea. It's like, yeah, that's the end of that. Yep, so much for that duck making this cartoon. Yeah. yeah. As you know, Dobby's like, listen, if you shoot one more duck, just one just more one duck. Just one more duck. You'll be in trouble. Elmer takes yeah. out gun, shoots Daffy. Now you're in yeah. trouble. Which, okay, I like that. Just Daffy's delivery yeah. of now you're in trouble. But, um, yeah. Well, here's the thing about that. And it's something that I said I was going to mention during the last um, during the last short. is that Because we talked about how commonplace the dialogue was compared to the very fluid animation. And now Daffy was flying all over the place saying pretty normal mm-hmm. things. Well, here we have the opposite. The moment where Daffy threatens Elmer and, and if he shoots just one more duck, the animation is very reserved and calm while the voice acting is very big. It doesn't match. There is still dissonance. And what it reminds me of is, it reminds me of, and I'm going to send this to you because it's the first couple, um, like first uh, few seconds of this, there's a video, um, a music video by a band I like, a Swedish punk band called The Hives. And... In this video, it's because obviously all music videos, all the thing they do is you know you, you lip sync to the track, and this guy, uh, the lead singer of this band, is very like you know he's he's 
he's going to do what he wants and he's and he doesn't need nothing to look a certain way and so when he did this video he was lip syncing to the first verse of this and he <laughs> he's a lot more angry and a lot more passionate on the record than he is on the uh in the video because like it's 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 just he's it's like you know because you know the song is like you know hey i got your message and oh. i'm gonna send it and he's just going all right oh so it's the first. It's Wait, I, I have to watch on YouTube. It's the first couple of minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is. I'm, I'm, I send it to Mark so he can know what I exactly mean here. kind of you know he's not exactly yelling it he's just sort of like yeah i'm going yeah doesn't exactly match so yeah, so it's just literally the first like 35 seconds of it yeah 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 he's very much like sitting sitting in a chair like and then yeah yeah the vocal is very he's like whereas the track is like you know just like oh you know yeah it's like it's like you know a rock song and he's just sort of you know limping through it a little bit because he kind of can and that's what i kind of thought it's like okay you, mel's bringing it in the voice track and the animation is just like you know okay well i'm going to explain this to you you know it's very you know here you go and you know just one more duck and it doesn't match it doesn't match and mckimson the amount of time he's been working at this division should know this yeah. so after after that gag we go on to what is essentially a bunch of Lesser Wiley Coyote gags, but with Elmer and Daffy. Yeah, yeah. Um, any any of notes? There's a couple of them. I mean, look, I'm not saying they're all not funny because there are some really funny ones. Um, I mean, there's a the drilling gag where Daffy drills in Elmer's boat, gets shot, and then goes better set it in reverse and drills backwards down back okay, into the yeah. boat. Is very goofy. Yeah, that's okay. Um, you know, they get uh, there, there's some in there. But the problem I have with at least the majority of this is, I mean, we're on Daffy's side because, you know, in, in these cartoons, you know, when, when Elmer wants to kill ducks and Daffy is a duck, we're on Daffy's side. But Daffy is the one that keeps losing. Yeah, I mean, if this were a Roadrunner cartoon, I'd at least get that. But McKimson's trying Roadrunner-esque gags that Elmer, who we don't really support, keeps winning. What's interesting is, because these are two people that are funny when they fail, we can switch the script and Elmer can get blowed up once or twice. Like, he, he, there's one where... Daffy sends a little uh, little thing after him and it blows up and we have this sort of beaten chuckle Elmer has that I think Mel must have provided. That was good. Yeah, the, I, I like the animation on that. Just Me the expression too. on Elmer's face. And he's like, Ugh. it's like, that was good. But also like, like there's this bomb gag that Daffy tries to do. It's like he's on a hot air balloon, I believe. He's like about to throw it and it just explodes immediately. We, we don't even wait. It's just immediate explosion. Daffy loses, cut to the next gag. And yeah, and the pacing is off, you know? Like, like, I feel that the yeah, it kind of is. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't funny gags in this. Like, there's a good one where um, Daffy, Daffy puts a, a firecracker in one of the little decoy ducks that, El that Elmer has, and he accidentally ties his thumb to the line of them. So I like that, but. You know, and then there's some other good ones. Like, the single funniest gag in this cartoon is the dynamite bucket gag. Where, yes, where, um, uh, I, da I, I agree. <laughs> that was a good one. Where um, da Daffy, inside of a bucket, literally, like, like sort of, you know, sneaks over to where Elmer is, puts a whole bunch of dynamite and lights it, and then hides sort of under the bucket. And Elmer, of course, uses the bucket to extinguish the dynamite, and therefore Daffy blows up with the dynamite and has to sort of limp off stage losing a bunch of feathers that's a really good gag it's just not enough of a conceit for gag work and a lot of them are just sort of going yeah so after that bucket gag we get the uh gun gag where elmer's like okay i'm i need yes. to rest i like that he sits down and rests and the guy was like okay here's all i'll do and he takes out his gun 
takes out the bullets and goes like, bullets. hey, wake up. Shoot me. Go ahead. Do it. And Elmer yeah. just reaches behind and shoots Daffy. Grabs another gun. Again, great. Uh, listen, this is like the one moment in the short where I feel the animation matched the energy of Mel's performance. Yeah. Of just Daffy going, no, not that gun. Use the other gun. The other gun, stupid. Uh, yeah. The beat. It's it's after he's already been shot. Yeah. Beat. No, not that gun. Not that gun. Here's the other gun, stupid. There. And I wrote really, down here. There we go. Some energy. That's what's sorely yeah. missing in in this short. There's. It's very the, going with the again going with the flow, which I I just don't yeah. like in a Looney Tunes cartoon. So I was like the one yeah. instance. But that of, gag there. That gag there, at least, I mean, a, a bullet has randomly appeared in the ga- in the gun that Daffy has emptied the bullets from. Why? Because Elmer is the arm of the cartoon? Why is Elmer the arm of the cartoon? We don't know. I mean, kind of going uh, with that, the next, I think the next, I don't know the next gag or whatever, but, you know, he, um like, ties up Daffy, throws Daffy onto a boat, and Elmer just walks across the screen, the, the screen comes back with a bunch of, of, of dynamite, where did he get the dynamite? Yeah. I mean, yes, yes, cartoon physics. Because, you know, oh, where did Daffy get that bomb? Oh, where did Daffy get all these dynamite? Mm-hmm. But, anyway, you can't just have a character walk off screen and go like, here I have dynamite. It's like, come on. Yeah, I mean, yes, it does give Elmer a comeuppance, which is a change of pace. But, like, it's, it's basically to set up the ending where... The cycle starts all over again. Elmer has decided to fish and catches a catches a barracuda and a larger fish that sends him the, the same talking to that, that that Daffy did. You know, if you just take one more fish, which I like that Daffy remarks, strong union. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And then does his little dance on the water because, sure, this is wacky Daffy. It's like, yeah. That's what really gets me. And they're like, ah, that old... That old wacky Daffy looking to move him across the river like he always does. And, I, and I'm sitting there like, that was, you didn't do wacky Daffy gags, guys. Come on. You, you didn't. Okay, here's our point, right? Wacky Daffy. He does stuff just because he can, right? And this cartoon, Daffy throughout is, ta- is talking very, he, he's talking very, intellectually about his 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 gag we're like, hey, yes i'm gonna do this ah so he likes this like he's not being random and crazy he's being intelligent in luva of, of a better word so just how the enemy go like oh he's just crazy wacky daffy like no not not really is he's demonstrating more maniacal daffy way more than wacky daffy in this in this cartoon um, can I go into my final thoughts here? Uh, this one I felt was even more blander than the first short I covered. Um, very mm. simple and just, and too easy, uh, gags. Elmer as a foil doesn't have that much interest in the story. Um, though yeah. I, I will say, unlike the first short, I don't know. I, I think if, if you, if you put Porky in this, I really don't think there'd be a difference in quality, honestly. Mm. I kind of like that. I mean, yeah, because at least Elmer, I mean, at least Porky, you could understand if he's the one that's sort of winning. Like, I I don't, again, I don't understand why Elmer's here, but like, at times this one kind of worked in spite of itself. Uh, I don't think Daffy should have suffered as much as he did. The gags were actually pretty good in places. It flowed at times really well as a gag-o-rama. I like parts of the ending. It's just odd that Elmer had only two gags where he really lost in this. And again, if Porky had been the sort of guy here, then that would have fit a little bit better. Um, I don't have as many issues that you have as, as you do with this one, but I do agree that there are some corners cut and there are some things that aren't as good as even past um, iterations of the Daffy Porky, uh, Daffy Elmer uh, formula. So it's not perfect, but I actually think there were some good things about it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I I just find this show kind of forgettable, honestly. Fair. 
And I'm giving this a, a two out of five animal rating. And I'm giving it a three out of five. So let's see what you guys had to say about these um, these pretty average shorts. But one of them was really good. One of them was really good. One of them was really good, though. Uh, Looney Terrace, Termite Terrace Club, uh, friend of the podcast, obviously, uh, says uh, some great picks and the variety of directors presented spot on. Nice that Arthur Davis is going to get some uh, recognition. Of course. We have some other plans a little further down the line to do more on Art Davis because we've been more impressed with some of his stuff than we ever thought we would be. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he really gave us some good ones, especially during this uh, 40s and 50s Daffy unit. Um, he also says, early Chuck Jones using Daffy and McKimson, giving Daffy a much-needed victory. Uh, needed, it depends on your mileage, but um, uh... McKimson, he tried something, and it worked as well as you think it might work, but, you know. Is what it is. Yeah, I mean, man, that McKimson short was so bland. Anyways, I'm... <laughs> he does this. I have a comment here from Oscar Smith at Oscar SM six one one nine four six five five. Okay, says to duck or not to duck was the first Warburg's cartoon with regular characters that I've ever seen when I was a kid. Pretty good one to start with. Not bad. Not bad. You get your introduction to two classic characters. Daffy, um, you get Elmer, you get the dog. The hooray dog. Um, yes. um, yeah, no, you, you did pretty well there. And again, this is a good starter one because from here you get some other stuff. You get some other Daffy and Elmer ones. You get some other Daffy ones, the other Elmer ones. So yeah, no, you, I think you did pretty well, especially considering that you're in the family and you're talking to us. So yeah, you, you're on the right track. Yes. We also have William Clark at OG Willen. Who says, uh, even before they got involved with Bugs uh, Bunny, Daffy and Elmer did make a solid pairing. Yes, they did. That's why I wanted to do an episode yeah. like this. He says that what makes Daffy Duck is my favorite between the three cartoons you have. Ours too! Yeah, it's it's so damn fun. Yeah, and William presents us with a really intriguing question that I'm glad that he asked us. Individually, who paired with Elmer better? Individually. Bugs or Daffy? Well... My knee-jerk answer to that question is Bugs, because there's been more. However, there's been a lot of really good Daffy and Elmer cartoons, and I think that it makes it a little closer than it would I, I would ever think it would be, even though I am still going to go with Bugs. But if you say Daffy, I'm I'm fine yeah. with that, and I see I think that's a really good point. I'm going with Bugs yes. simply because I remember I said I think I said twice in this episode. This short was good, but would have been better if Porky was the hunter. Right. I, I remember that. I said that with uh, with Quackshot, especially with Quackshot. Yeah. And I've never once seen an Elmer and Bugs cartoon where I'm like, oh, this could have been, this could have been Porky. Because, I, yeah. which, given most, most Elmer and Bugs cartoons, it would make sense for Porky yeah. to be there during the timeline. So when they used Porky versus when Bugs came prominent. Right. But anyways. Well, hey, Porky's hair hunt. You know, right? The one that we haven't done. Yeah, because it's 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 uh, pre bugs bugs. So yeah, uh, maybe we'll do that one. Now. Right. Who, who yeah. knows. But yeah, um, yeah. and on to the gram for the next one. Yes. Yeah, so this is from Instagram at um. We were on this show, uh, Pemmy and James Pod uh, podcast. This guy said this guy writes a lot like James Irish on Instagram. Hmm. He does, but and also, isn't that kind of suspicious? Like we go on Instagram, then all of a sudden, this other podcast goes on Instagram. Huh. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. It's almost like Twitter's dying or something. No, no, of course. Um, mm. yeah. uh-huh. So, anyways, a comment here from James who uh, says, "To duck or not to duck" was another one on the compilation tape my grandparents had. Uh, my primary memory of the short actually has to do with the made-for-TV special Bugs, Bunnies, Wild World of Sports. Mm. And it's interesting. This is one sh- this is one special we haven't covered. Mm. Um, at the time I watched this in 1989, I was aware that there was a segregation of the Looney Tunes and Mary Melodies cartoons and that I never saw baseball bugs alongside high-diving hair on television in the same program. Yes, that is correct. That's because of the... Um, of the package deals, right. so the TV networks around that time. Um, 
bizarre to say, uh, I just wasn't sure why yet, and wouldn't be for a couple more years. I was nine years old, after all. Right. So imagine my surprise to see footage from cartoons from both divisions mm. of the library appearing in the same special. Mm. I couldn't put my finger on why, but it was a little refreshing to see something from Daffy's, Daffy's era, used to give the guy a break amidst the dominance of his portrayal as a perpetual second place, at best, to Bugs. Yeah. And, you know... That's something I never really thought about. Yeah. It's because of those package deals, right? You know, like oh, oh, it's the funny joke. You know, like oh, who, who was, who was this, who was the sucker TV network that like got the rights to like nineteen thirty three to nineteen forty? Yeah, which would be HBO Max. Right. Anyways, and at the same time, like you know, I, I don't really think about it in like uh, Merry Melodies or Looney Tunes sort of like faction. I just, you know, I, I take the cartoons as they are. I didn't think that there would be that kind of like, you know, split between the two of them. I, I, I don't think about that very often. That's the luxury of, of living in this sort of era where everything's there. Yeah, I guess there would be an entire generation who grew up with Daffy's the selfish type and Bugs is cool headed. As like that was their growing up with Looney Tunes, while someone else could have watched a different TV network that aired Daffy being crazy and never showing greed or anything. Yeah, and, like that's their Daffy. So, in a way, it's almost like these TV packages are the reason there's this hard divide between what people prefer and their Daffy shorts. Well, it's fascinating, and it's something I don't think about as as often as I'd like. So. Well, yeah, yeah, no, because like, cause we grew up in the era where they finally merged everything together, so it's just, here's everything, and you never have to think about it, mm. and yeah, I mean, for us, it was just a case of, oh, well, I like the ones where Daffy's greedy more, or, oh, I like the ones where Daffy's a little, like, it, it's, it became personal taste rather than, this is all we got, you know? Right. All right. Thank you all for your comments. We appreciate it. So, before we say what's the next week's episode, we first like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash tnqaf. We'd specifically like to thank Andrew, Triscrew, James Irish, and Samuel Adams, the person, not the drink. Thank you so much for your patronage, you guys. Thank you! All right. So, I uh, as we've reached the end of this... Um uh vintage daffy and vintage 40s ones you know I'm, I'm i'm glad we did this i think we should do more like this sometime in the future because i think that it's really good to sort of go back and and do this this era of of the the um of the animation division but we are pivoting towards another character that had several different uses in this era that being sylvester the cat right <laughs> so this is one of those instances where there's a recurring theme that shows up in some Looney Tune shorts and productions. That theme being that Sylvester is a terrible father. He shouldn't have kids. Yes, he is. So no, he should. That's what we're covering. We're gonna send this to the Child Protective Services. <laughs> we're gonna get Sylvester <laughs> Jr. saved. No. <laughs> so, the yes, shorts. give them a foster parents, sure. Yeah, so the shorts we are covering are A Mouse Divided, which, uh, fun fact, the only good short to be in David Despinazic Island. Um, Pretty much. Um, pop, I'm Pop, which I think is a hippity It's pronounced Pop and Pop. Pop and Pop. Yeah. Which I believe is a hippity hopper. Which is a hippity hopper, yes. And... Yeah. Father of the Bird, a nineteen uh, 1990s uh, shorts, and I think the only 1990s Looney Tunes short I have yet to see. Wow, I don't, I haven't seen it either. So yeah, cool. All right, I I can't wait to uh, watch that short and be like, oh my god, Steve Martin and Martin Shorter are here. <laughs> oh, <they're> Crunk. Actually... <laughs> no, no, actually, when we we get we get the Father of the Bird. All right, this short came out on the, the 1991. Yeah. Uh, it's a Disney production, which is weird for us. But, yes, uh, it yeah. is. It's also an hour yeah. and a half, but uh, yeah, I guess we can. Oh, yeah, you know. 
What's short these days? To be days? fair, I think we would actually watch a Fight of the Father of the Bride movie for one of these. <laughs> yeah, they're not bad. They're great. I, I, I greatly enjoy yeah. them. All right, yeah, so that, those are the ones we're covering next week. Sylvester being a god-awful father. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of this week's episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at MarkHanlam1995. You can follow me at TallGuySchmidt. If you want to keep up with the podcast or give your thoughts for next week's episode, you can follow at that underscore loony on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can type in the podcast title. We are the first result. You can also find our podcast wherever podcasts are readily available. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Player FM, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Uh, check out our YouTube channel where we have uh, every couple weeks we put out videos uh, based off of things from our um, uh, episodes. You know, we, we, we put them, we, we put clips to them. They're fun. Uh, also, find us on Patreon uh, uh, for only a dollar or three dollars or five dollars. You can get some. Um, you can contribute to our Patreon and, and um, get some bonus features such as early access to episodes, uh, exclusive commentaries. Um, we also have um, uh, playbacks of the live streams that we do. And uh, for certain patrons, um, a nice little written piece that I'm working on for a couple of so. All right. So until next week, I'm Mark. And I'm Jordan. And we hope you've enjoyed this uh, celebration of all things that were good in the 1940s and also Robert McKimson. Good night. <laughs>